Welcome to the Eating Your Cake 2 podcast. I'm your host, Claire Sieber, global career and leadership coach, facilitator, speaker, and founder of Eating Your Cake 2, a business focused on helping you sell yourself with more confidence and take control of your career and leadership success. Right here on this podcast, you'll learn how to amplify your influence, accelerate your career growth, create real presence and have a true impact by learning the tools and strategies that you need to show up with more courage, more confidence and more clarity. Are you ready? Let's do it. Hello and welcome to episode seven of the Eating Your Cake 2 podcast. Today is an extra special episode because it also happens to be my birthday. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. I'm not sharing how old I am, I'll let you guess but I am 100% sitting here recording this podcast whilst drinking a mimosa because YOLO. So firstly, the fact that it's at episode seven is very exciting for me. And the fact that I was also able to sit down yesterday and start mapping out the content for 2022 and the fabulous topics that we will be presenting on, some of the guest speakers that I've got in mind to bring onto the show and to share and introduce you into their worlds is very, very exciting. And thank you to all of the people who have been reaching out to me with ideas for topics to present on, questions they've got, ideas that they have for different guest speakers. I am loving it. So please keep those coming. This podcast is for you. This podcast is to help everyone and anybody who is listening to it to help step up, lean in, lean forward and drive your career success, your leadership success, and ultimately just drive fulfillment in life. So please keep those coming. And thank you to everybody who has been reaching out to me and giving me feedback on the podcast. Thank you to all those wonderful people that have been posting reviews. That really means the world to me. And it really is true what they say about people in small business. When we do get things like reviews or, you know, new clients, those sorts of things, we really do do a little happy dance. So please keep that coming. But today is extra special because it is my birthday. And today's episode is me sharing with you a little bit about my major career lessons. And being now in my own business, having been in my own business now for two years full time, I've been running it since 2018, but the first couple of years, as most of you know, was as a side hustle. Having stepped away from the corporate world for now two years has taught me a lot. I have really had to look in the mirror more so than ever the last two years, having launched full-time into my own business, you really learn a lot about who you are and how much you value yourself and your worth. So I've had some pretty tough, tough truths to confront over the last two years, but what it has also given me has been the opportunity to step back and reflect on the 15 years that I was in corporate for. 
It's given me the opportunity to step back both kind of physically, but also figuratively and think about what are some of the lessons that I've learned? What are some of the things that if I could go back now, you know, what is, what is the wisdom or the advice that I'd give myself? And so that is what I want to share with you today. That is my birthday gift to you. And hopefully a couple of my lessons will resonate with you and hopefully, you know, be the trigger that you need to take the action that you need to be able to show up with more confidence, more courage, a deeper level of self-awareness and really get what you want at work. So I've got about 10 lessons that I'm going to share with you today, 10 career lessons. The first thing I want to say, though, is sometimes we take a really this and this has become much clearer to me since stepping away. But we career, your career is long, yet sometimes we get so focused in the job that we're doing right now that we forget to step back and take a bird's eye view of our career. We aren't strategic in how we're setting ourselves up for success. We get so caught up in the day-to-day -day aspects of my job, my role, the team that I'm in right now, the department that I'm in or the organization that I'm in right here, right now, that we forget to step back and think about the fact that our careers are a long time, right? It's a marathon, not a sprint. So set yourself up for success by consciously allowing yourself to step back and strategically plan. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to stick to that plan. The goalposts do shift. Your needs might change. What you want might change. What you value might change. That's cool. In fact, that's fabulous because it means that you had enough awareness to realize the things that were important to you. So that's the first thing I want to say is really make sure that you are taking a bird's eye view of your career and not just thinking about the job that I hold right here, right now. But to kick off the very first lesson that I wanna share with you, my birthday gift to you, lesson number one, is that working harder and longer hours and just hoping someone will notice is not the answer. It is not the answer. Look up and look around you. The people who get the opportunities, they are usually the people who built the relationships. They are usually the people who went out and invested time in building a network. They invested time in developing relationships and getting to know people. It is those people who go out and they get the opportunities because they ask for them. So if you're sitting there thinking that if I just work harder, if I just work longer hours and someone will notice and that'll be the thing that gets me the promotion, you are mistaken. So lesson number one is to look up, look around you and make sure that you are investing time in those relationships because just working longer hours is not the key to your promotion. Lesson number two that I have had is that selling yourself and what you can do is not an option. It is a necessity, right? It is not an option. It is not something that I might consider doing one day. I might decide that I want to sell myself and the project that I delivered on, the ideas that I've got. It is a necessity. For career growth and career success, you need to be able to sell yourself and your contribution 
but so often we don't want to come across as too as too braggy i don't want to be braggy i don't want to toot my own horn i don't want to seem arrogant so instead of doing any of those things we completely step back and we avoid we avoid talking about our contributions. We avoid talking about our ideas, our lessons, our learnings, how we would do things differently, right? So it is so important. Like if you've been part of a project or you've brought a project to life and it's saving the company money or it's helping people work more effectively or efficiently, right? That is fabulous. That is fantastic. But if no one knows about it because you're too worried about sounding braggy or arrogant or tooting your own horn, then you're going to miss out on opportunities. So selling yourself and what you can do is not an option. It is a necessity for your career success. Lesson number three, and I love this one. I mean, I love all of them. Obviously I'm biased because they're my lessons. <laughs> but lesson number three, it is not your manager's job to guess what your aspirations are. It is your job to tell them regularly and then find ways to proactively upskill yourself to get there. Your managers, your leaders, they are busy people. They are busy people possibly looking after really large teams. And a well, it is their job to inspire, to motivate, to share vision and purpose and bring people on the bus with them for a common goal. Yeah, that is their job as a leader and a manager. And ideally, the really great managers will make it part of their business to sit down with you and talk to you about your growth and where you want to go and what lights you up. But it is your job to make sure that they know intimately what your aspirations are, what is important to you, where do you want to go in the next two or three or five years, and what do you need to do to get there, and proactively tell them what you're doing to set yourself up for success. People are not mind readers. It is not people's job to know what our aspirations are. It is our job to make sure that we're letting them know what our aspirations are. So that is lesson number three. Lesson number four on the Claire's birthday list of lessons podcast is that your perception is your projection just as the next person's is theirs. So be aware of what you tell yourself because it isn't always the truth. But if we tell ourselves the same story over and over again, if we, if we talk to ourselves in the same, with the same narrative over and over again, we believe in what we're saying. We believe that it's true. We believe that that perception that we have of what really happened in that conversation over there is true. Meanwhile, the person next to us has got a completely different take, a completely different perception of what they saw. Both of us though, are then projecting those perceptions out into the world. So don't be afraid to step back and check your own thinking and challenge your own thinking from time to time. In fact, do it regularly because your perception is your projection. What you're seeing is what you are pushing out into the world. And it's based on how you're feeling, your values, your beliefs, a whole host of different things, but it doesn't always make them right. And I learned that the hard way over quite a number of years 
that my perception of things was what I was pushing out into the world and it wasn't healthy or helpful for me and it wasn't healthy or helpful for the people that I was working with. Lesson number five, you are paid to have an opinion. So have one and back it. And if you've listened to episode three, you know that I touch on this a little bit as well, but you were paid to have an opinion. So have one and back yourself. Stop using language that takes away your authority, your credibility before you've even shared anything. It's a commentary like, it's just my opinion, or I'm probably wrong, but, or I don't really know much about this topic, but this might be just a random thought, right? We disempower ourselves before we've even delivered the message. If we don't buy what we are selling, no one will. And so if you're ever nervous, if you're sitting in a meeting and you're thinking, oh, do I have a right to have an opinion? Do I have a right to share my idea? That is what you're paid for. And I think back now to so many missed opportunities that I've had along the way in my corporate career and how many times I sat around a meeting table with sweaty palms thinking, oh, I just got to find a time to share, find a time to share your idea. But what if I'm wrong? But what if people think I'm dumb? What if my idea is stupid? What if it doesn't take off? What if it gets ignored? What if, what if, what if, what if? And then I wouldn't share anything. And more often than not, somebody else would then share the idea or opinion that I had. And people would go, oh, great idea, great suggestion, let's roll with that. And then you end up shaming and resenting yourself even more for not speaking up. So then you hang shit on yourself for not being able to lean forward and have courage in the moment. And it just becomes this kind of self-fulfilling cycle. But remember, you're paid to have an opinion. That's why you're there. You were hired for your expertise for your original thinking, your ideas, what you, you, the unique lens of which you view the world. So do not be afraid to share it and back yourself. Lesson number six. Sometimes, not always, but sometimes, it is a game of space. And he or she who takes up the most space owns the room. This one is one that I look back now and I can see so clearly in the way that I used to show up that I was almost always the person who would shrink so that others could rise. And I'm not saying that being the person who constantly rises and, and cuts and speaks up, that isn't the only approach either. Balance is key, right? We need to be, we need to be able to speak to be heard, but we also need to be able to listen to really understand. But what I'm saying is that if we are constantly shrinking ourselves, physically, mentally, emotionally, if we are constantly the one who is shrinking ourselves so that others can take up more space, we miss out. We aren't visible, we aren't heard. Our thought leadership becomes a missed opportunity. We aren't the one that people are thinking of when an opportunity presents itself, when a promotion might be on the table. Why? Because we were the one who constantly leant back, who constantly moved our chair back away from the table to make space for somebody else. And I can think of this, so many examples of times where I have physically, physically moved myself away from the table when somebody else came in late so that they could spread their shit 
all over the table physically, spread their books, their journals, their laptop, their reports, their crap everywhere, right? Take up space and they were heard. And yet I am the one who's moved my chair away from the table, maneuvered myself like a pretzel to make myself as small as humanly possible so that they could take up more space. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that we shouldn't make space for others. We absolutely need to. In fact, that's a whole nother topic for another day too. But what I'm saying is that if we are the one who constantly thinks that we need to remove ourselves to make space for other people because we aren't as worthy or we aren't as valuable, check yourself on that. Challenge yourself to think about why am I the one who's constantly moving my chair so that others can take up more space? Why am I even the one who's getting up out of my own chair to give it to somebody else to sit on and I'll go and sit on the floor in the corner, right? Repeatedly making ourselves small so that others can take up more space is you sending your message about the value you're placing on your own worth out into the world. And that is one of the biggest career and leadership lessons that I have learned is that sometimes it is a game of space and he or she who takes up the most space owns the room. So think about how are you owning the room that you find yourself in? Lesson number seven, lucky number seven, is just because you are communicating something doesn't mean your message was heard. So just because the words left your mouth or they left your fingertips via an email, that doesn't mean your message was actually heard the way you wanted it to. And the effective communication is almost at the core of almost every issue inside a team, a department or an organization is we think we've communicated something. Then we become really frustrated when the action that we want taken because of our communication was misunderstood or misinterpreted and then the wrong thing was done. And so we go, well, I communicated the message. I, just, I said what I wanted. I communicated effectively. You didn't do the action that I wanted you to do. The words leaving our mouths or our fingertips, that is just part one of effective communication, right? For communications to truly be effective, you need to be able to deliver a message and then have it received in the exact way that you wanted it to be and then the action that you wanted to be taken be taken in the exact way that we wanted it to be. But often we just think about part one. Did I communicate? Did I say what I wanted? Tick, done, go me. And this for me was such a learning along the way around where things weren't, I'd shared a message, I'd communicated, I thought I'd communicated a vision or an idea or something that we needed to do. Yet I'm now seeing days, weeks, months later, completely different actions being taken. And in that moment, often we see people blame, well, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. But the opportunity for us is to look in the mirror and go, well, did I actually communicate as effectively as what I thought I did? Or did I just tick that box and think, yeah, I shared my message and I've assumed that you've heard it the way that I wanted it to be heard. So lesson number seven, just because you communicated something, it doesn't mean your message was heard. Find ways to check that your message was heard. Ask questions, get people to play back to you. What are you hearing from me? What action do you think you need to take because of that? Otherwise, we end up wasting so much damn time, so much missed opportunity because we're all rolling around the workplace 
thinking we've received a message a certain way, but it's been the completely wrong message. We've completely misinterpreted it because of the way we receive information, our perception on things, our values, our beliefs, all of these kinds of things tie into it. So check your communication has been heard the way you wanted it to. Lesson number eight is relationship currency is queen or king, whoever is listening. Relationship currency is queen. And I'm actually going to do a podcast on this in the next few weeks because of how important I believe this to be, right? You know, we come into the workplace and we, and I did this for years and I was just like, work harder, work harder, get on top of this task, do this, do this, do this, do this, task, 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 head down, bum up. Everybody's left for the day. I'm still here. Obviously, I have to work so much harder because I'm not as good. All of this inner dialogue happening, right? But what the missed opportunity became, I wasn't investing consciously in relationships, both inside the organization and outside of the organization to set me up for my future. It is so important that we build, nurture, and don't be afraid to leverage our relationships. Do it regularly and do it with sincere intent, right? Like regularly being the first one in the office and the last one to leave. When others are out making new connections, building new relationships, going for coffees or or beers or walks or whatever it might be with people to, to build relationships, it will not serve you if you're not doing that. If you are the one who is constantly prioritizing the task above the people, it will not serve you in the long run. So relationship currency is queen. Our ability to build and nurture and leverage mutually beneficial and sincere, genuine relationships is critical to our career and leadership success. And that was a lesson that I wish, I wish I had have known sooner because I think that I wasted so much time hanging back, working harder, missing out on networking opportunities, canceling on events because I was like, oh no, I've just got to get X, Y, and Z finished. Sorry, I can't come. I've got too much to do. I was constantly prioritizing the task at hand over the relationship and my career, right? I wasn't taking that strategic view of my career. I was looking at this job, this task right here, right now, and wasn't considering the missed future opportunity of going and building relationships with people now. So lesson number eight, relationship currency is queen. Lesson number nine is people having a different opinion to you doesn't make you wrong and it doesn't make you a failure. Diversity of opinion is what makes organizations great. And I, you know, I set up in a few lessons ago around the fact that we're paid to have an opinion. So have one and back yourself. This one digs into this that little bit more because I know one of the things for me that I used to really struggle with, um, particularly when I felt overwhelmed and a little bit out of my depth when I was moved into a really senior, senior leadership role, was that if I shared my opinion, right? So it was such a big deal for me to feel like I could share my opinion, put my idea or, or my thought or my recommendation onto the table. And then there were these times when I finally did and somebody would come back and have a different opinion to me or they'd challenge or debate or make me think a little bit harder about why do you have the opinion that you had? And because I wasn't feeling 
confident enough at that time, I would walk away from that conversation thinking I failed or I'm wrong, right? Because everybody around the table didn't go, yeah, yeah, fantastic, brilliant. I thought that that meant I was wrong and I'd failed. And so I would take that data and then use that as an excuse or another reason to then not put my opinion forward again. But my point with this lesson is we need diversity of opinion. So when people disagree with you or people challenge you in a meeting, don't take that as a negative. Don't take that as a reflection on your ability. Take it as this actually might be the conversation that we need to have to make this idea, this thought, this recommendation even greater than what it could have already been. So lesson number nine, people having a different opinion to you, it doesn't make you wrong and it doesn't make you a failure. Take it as an opportunity to learn, to learn and to build. Because you just might find we end up with an even better outcome because we've fleshed out the thinking that little bit more. Lesson number 10. And I remember the first time somebody said this to me, it stung, it hurt really bad, but it was because I needed to hear it. And I have held on to this lesson ever since. For those that are listening who, who have worked with me, you will have probably heard me say this. Lesson number 10. So boundaries are critical to your success. If you keep giving, people will keep taking. And that is your fault, not theirs. I'm going to say it again because this is how important this one is. If you keep giving, people will keep taking and that is your fault not theirs don't be a martyr to your own success and this is one of the biggest lessons that i have learned that i want to share is it is okay to have boundaries it is okay to say no in fact you can still be helpful when you say no doesn't make you difficult but if we keep giving to people, if we keep putting ourselves out, if we just keep taking on more and more work and then silently suffering and shaking in the corner crying because we're overwhelmed with stress, but we didn't want to have the conversation and say no or let that person down or perceive we were letting that person down. So we just keep giving. If we keep giving though, people will keep taking. And why wouldn't they? We've said yes. We keep going, yeah, no worries, that's fine. I can get that done for you tomorrow, even though I'll be burning the midnight oil to get it done, even though I have 20,000 other priorities right now. Sure, no problem, right? And then I go and sit under my desk and cry. That's my fault. It isn't theirs. People will keep taking if you keep giving them without any kind of boundary because we're making it okay. We're condoning it. So be really intentional about your boundaries. You can still be helpful to people. You can still help people without having to sacrifice yourself and your health, your needs, your values, your family, your friends, whatever it might be. Boundaries are critical to your success. And I will be doing another podcast in a couple of weeks time as well around how you can confidently hold a boundary, how you can say no, without feeling guilty afterwards, because I know that that is a challenge that a lot of us face. So please think about your boundaries. If you're feeling overwhelmed, stuck, you don't want to let people down, you're feeling guilty if you say no, think about the message that you're continuing to send out to the world 
to send out to your stakeholders when you just allow yourself to suffer in silence. You're saying to them, this is fine, no worries, I've got this, when you know you don't. And almost every time when I have actually had to push back and say, oh, I can't get to that today because I've got X, Y, and Z, but I could come back to you tomorrow, is that okay? Usually the response from the person has been, oh, no worries, it's not even urgent, come back to me like next week. And I'm like, oh, yet the number of times that I have burnt the midnight oil, stressed myself out or overwhelmed myself to get something done for someone because I didn't want to have the difficult conversation around boundaries, just to then find out it wasn't even that urgent or important anyway. But I've lost count of how many times I've done that. If you're listening to this going, oh, holy hell, I do this as well, catch yourself now. Catch yourself now and start practicing boundaries because you can still be helpful and effective when you're saying no. There are ways that you can still say yes whilst also saying no. And lastly, lesson number 11, bonus lesson, is it is okay to ask for help and to say what you need. It is not asking for it when you need it. That is what makes you a tool. (laughs) And that is something that for years I struggled with. I had so much of my own identity wrapped up in the need to be able to be independent and autonomous at all times that that meant if I asked for help, I felt like I had failed, felt like I was weak. And the only person who ended up losing out was me. So do not be afraid to ask for help. It doesn't make you weak. In fact, it actually makes you really strong and it allows for greater efficiency, for better outcomes. It allows for you to drive success in a far greater way than probably what you would have been able to do it had you just suffered in silence and done it alone. The results will be better. You will be happier. You will have been able to collaborate with other people and build on ideas but ask for help when you need it and be really clear in what you need. Be really clear with your stakeholders and say, I'm struggling with this. This is a challenge I'm having right now. Here's how you can help. People want to help. That's been one of my biggest learnings is that people want to help you. We just have to let them know how sometimes. And sometimes that might actually be the way that you can help me is just to listen. I don't need you to solve my problems. I just need you to listen to them. The way that you can help me is you can help me reschedule some of these meetings to next week that aren't priorities because I really need time back right now to do X, Y, and Z. But tell people what you need. It is not a weakness. It actually makes you stronger. So those are my 10 plus one bonus birthday lessons for you today. I hope that I hope that all of them have resonated with you, but I hope that in particular, there's a couple in there that you've gone, yes, yes, I needed to hear that. Yes, I needed that reminder. And these are some of the actions that I can now take to make sure that I am supporting myself and my career and or business or leadership success. Because you have got time. I promise you, you have got time. Your career is a marathon, but own it and be strategic about it. Don't sacrifice yourself time and time again. Don't sacrifice those opportunities to learn and to grow and to meet people and connect and build relationships, right? Don't miss out on that investment in the future that you need to invest in now because you are constantly prioritizing a task that you'll never remember in six months time or 12 months time. Yet that relationship, that new connection that you make with that person, 
that could be paying dividends for decades to come. So that is a lot. That is a lot. And I could talk about this stuff for days because I just feel like being able to step out of corporate now and look back at all these lessons, my gosh, I wish I had have just been in a position to take that on at the time. And I wish I had have been in a position where I was able to step back and step off the dance floor and look down at myself kind of over the balcony while I was right in the thick of it then. But I guess that's how you know that you've grown. And that is kind of how you're able to, to look back and learn, right? Hindsight is such a valuable thing, but if we can pay it forward, as I'm hoping to do through this podcast, if I can pay it forward to even one person and one person takes action out of today's episode and does something with it that sets themselves up for success for the future, then that is a win. So if you're sitting there and you are thinking, oh, good God, <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this stuff, here is what you need to do next. Jump on to my website at eatingyourcake2.com.au and go to the Sell Yourself with Confidence page. Sign up for the wait list and I will let you know when doors are due to open for our global group Sell Yourself with Confidence program. This is the program that will change the game for you in your career and your leadership and your life. We combine all the essential elements of strategic career mapping, career success. We combine all of those elements with how to show up as a leader, show up as an assertive, courageous, confident individual to get what you want at work. And holy hell, you might even enjoy showing up for work every day knowing that you've got a plan, knowing that you can show up and sell your thoughts, sell your ideas, sell your opinions and you know where you're going and you know the value that you bring. So that is my challenge to you is to jump on to eatingyourcake2.com.au and then jump on the Sell Yourself with Confidence program page. Sign up for the wait list so that we can let you know when the doors open. And if it's something you wanna be a part of, join us. Join us, change the game for yourself, change the game for your career, and your leadership success. But that is it from me today for my birthday episode. I'm gonna go out now, gonna go out for dinner with the girls, have some drinks and have a good time celebrating. But it has been a pleasure to be with you. As always, please reach out if you've got any questions, if you've got any ideas for new podcasts, I would love to hear from you. If you're loving what you're hearing, please leave a review. I cannot tell you what it means to me to see those reviews pop up and how it helps get this podcast in more people's ears. So please reach out, book a call in my calendar if you wanna have a chat about anything that we've spoken about today. I am here for you, I see you, I believe in you. You have got this. But otherwise, I look forward to chatting with you in our next episode. Take care and keep smiling. Well, that's it for another episode of the Eating Your Cake 2 podcast. It has been amazing to have you here and I am so grateful for you taking the time to pop me in your ears as you go about your day or night. Remember to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Eating Your Cake 2. And if we aren't connected on LinkedIn yet, reach out and say hi. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, then I would love if you would leave me a review so that others can find the podcast and come and hang out with me here too. Until next episode, you've got this.
You can do it. You are doing it. And remember to sell yourself with confidence. Hey there, thanks for hanging on and thank you again so much for listening to the podcast. I truly love having you with me, but I want to make sure that you know if you're ready to work together exactly how we can do it. There are two ways to work with me individually. The first is through my private one-on-one coaching program where I only take a very limited number of clients each year by application. In this program, we create a bespoke plan for you designed to get you smashing your goals. If you're in need of someone to help you step into leadership, take control of your career, or design a powerful and energizing action plan to ensure you are seen, heard, and noticed at work or in your business, then this may be the program for you. The second way to work with me is through my private one-on-one Sell Yourself with Confidence program. This six-month proven program is purposefully created and structured, guaranteeing you get results. It's focused on four major barriers that I so often see preventing women from selling themselves. So at the end of this program, you'll walk away with a whole host of tangible deliverables, including a new pimped up resume, LinkedIn profile, relationship currency map, a unique selling proposition, a speaking with impact toolkit, and so much more. If you are ready to step up in your career or leadership, earn more, be heard more, and build an impactful and purposeful personal brand, then now is the time for you to do it. This private program will only be around for the next few months before we launch our global group Sell Yourself with Confidence program. If you feel like I would also be a good fit for your organization, let's chat about how together we can create more confident, courageous, and self-aware leaders capable of driving positive change in themselves, their teams, and in your organization. Jump on my website and download the services info pack. I'd love to chat to you. Book a call in my calendar. The link is in my show notes. Thanks again so much for listening.